Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. It's Ivan here, and this is another day where I'll be sitting down in order to fully allow myself to sink into this very challenging material of the shadow magician. So in the Telegram podcast community group, I've seen several of you enjoying these episodes. And one man, Richard, writes, Just listened to all three magician episodes. Felt like Cypher from that Matrix scene in which he is making a deal with Agent Smith to get plugged back into the Matrix. I want back in, laughing face. You can't unhear this stuff. Keep going. Thank you. I loved it. So, yeah, that sounds about right. This is a little bit of a trip. And you may want to turn away from it because there are things that I'm exposing this week that are challenging to our sense of self and how we see the world. And I'm no exception. It's a strange thing for me to be so plugged into the archetypal undercurrents of our culture and to the see patterns that I, in a way, don't want to see. I also don't want to have to be responsible for exposing them. But I feel like that is really why I'm here. So that you, Richard, you can see what you just saw and so that the rest of you listeners, you can really take on board these new and potentially challenging frames for what's occurring in our culture. Yeah, today is the day that Michelle and I are going to cross the border. So it's an exciting day. It's a little strange. It's a lovely day outside, though. The uh, The sky is bright blue and it's sunny and this strange and seasonably late snowfall, it seems to be, uh, well, gone. So um, here I am with you before we start filling up the car and uh, drive east. To explore with you the ways in which the magician sector of our psyche becomes inflated. So if you haven't already understood this concept from earlier episodes, there is an idea, and I can confirm this from my empirical studies, that you can be inflated in an archetypal sector, that the sector can be deflated. And what that means is that in that particular part of your psyche, you get overstimulated by a kind of numinous energy. The collective and conscious pumps itself into you in that part of your ego structure. And then you can get hijacked. And if you're deflated, you have no access to that archetype at all. And, and thus you become kind of anemic or weak in that way. And so you become susceptible to being oppressed by other people who are inflated in that sector. So for instance, if you're very weak in the warrior archetype and you're in the masochist, and I'm just like hating on myself and I'm punishing myself all the time, 
And then I have somebody in my life who's a sadist because masochists and sadists are quite drawn to each other. You know, drama triangle, perpetrator and um, the, the victim. Then you are expressing this bipolar shadow of the archetype, either too much or too little. So in the magician sector, the way this expresses is as the manipulator in the active shadow that is inflated too much, or as the innocent one in the passive shadow that is too little access to the archetype, deflated. And what is very common is that when you are taken by the magician shadow, it's because you are not adequately accessing your healthy warrior. This is because on some level, the warrior and the magician are both guardians of a boundary. The warrior is a physical guardian of a boundary, and the magician is a sort of occult guardian of a boundary, an energetic guardian of a boundary. And so if you're not able to say no to someone in an embodied way, to just cleanly say, no, I'm not doing that, no. Not in question, I'm not doing that. If you're not able to do that, which is the case for a lot of people, then you will start running the occult. You know, you will start manipulating. You will start using shadow magic. And this, as I've been speaking about a lot in the past, is what you see a lot in spiritual communities, where people have traumas around power, and they don't believe in their own power. They don't trust their power. They don't trust their no. Because they don't trust their no, they project that other people are trying to do things to them that they're not necessarily doing. They, they think that they're being oppressed, even though actually they're not. It's just that their warrior is turned on themselves and not facing out to the world. And so then they have to start using manipulative tactics from the magician sector. This is associated with liminality, which is the ritualized consciousness where time and space sort of dissolve. So let's look at a couple of different demographics, a couple of different groups to understand this better. First of all is the unfathered boy that has no self-confidence when it comes to his physicality, when it comes to his ability to be someone in the social systems at school and at sports. Uh, someone who is a bit of a misfit, often on the outside, and these kids often end up in virtual worlds, in computer games. I did. I was somewhere on the spectrum towards this guy. I didn't really have a lot of confidence after I became a teenager. I was doing great until I was about 12 years old. And then I became 13, 14, and sexuality arose, and power dynamics arose, and I couldn't deal with it, and so I imploded, pulled away. So I went into computer games, and a lot of people do. A lot of young men do, and in this world, they typically sit in a basement. Uh, for good reason, if you, if you have someone... <laughs> You have a boy that is into computer games and you have the ability to put him in the upstairs physically in your house and put him in the upstairs, not in the downstairs. Because the 
basement, the downstairs, is symbolically close to the underworld. And in the underworld, he will be close to the night. You know, in the downstairs, the windows tend to be small or non-existent. And so it's all dark down there. And now you are in basically a death process. You are in the tomb of the underworld. And there, without a strong warrior archetype, this boy starts gradually being consumed by the magician's shadow. And not being powerful, he may start to pursue various arenas as some anonymous troll online, or he may start being a member of some really toxic group online where they share a hatred of some people or an ideology or something like that. And so they they group together in their apathy and their lack of power to to feel a belonging, but what they have in common is just an enemy and they don't have an internal sense of ground. So then they start to dissolve into this mush, archetypal mush, at which eventually some of these kids, they will snap and then they will run out and shoot up a school, perhaps. And this is a tragedy, a real deep tragedy, and I spoke about this in the episode of I, I Know How to Stop the Shootings, because our, our culture doesn't understand how this happens. They just assume the ideologues and politicians and power that be, they just assume that boys and men are toxic. And if we just take their guns away, they can't leverage their toxicity to kill many people. And then we have solved two problems. Label men as toxic and take away their capacity to be violent. And those are basically the two things that exasperate the problem. But, you know, when you're stupid, you're stupid. Let me clarify here that obviously I'm not condoning that men are violent. But if we do not have a way to deal with our aggression, which is now being just taken away from culture, then this is what is going to happen without a doubt. The other group that's worth looking at is feminists. So feminists started out as basically a, a movement for women to have the same privileges and rights as men have in our culture, which is kind of obvious. They should have. The feminist project was necessary for a long time. It was necessary to rebalance and to support women in claiming more of their warrior because that's what was going on. Feminism essentially has never been in service of the feminine. Feminism started out being a women's liberation movement, with liberation being very narrowly defined. Liberation basically meaning a woman's right to be a man. And then they succeeded. Somewhere along the line, 10, 20 years ago, that project was completed. There is no difference in wages for men and women if you actually do an honest assessment that's multivariate you look at all of the different factors and variables and women earn the same amount of money as men and women have the same freedoms in our culture which should be evident by the fact that 80 percent of consumer purchases and decisions in the united states for instance is is women so women control the money at least in the consumer market these facts are not practical to what feminism has become, transforming from a movement, a philosophy, even an ideology of 
giving women access to their personal power in a very warrior-defined way to being a movement that really focuses on all of the ways in which men oppress women, that women are victims. And in order to justify this escalating tendency in feminism, you now need to create an almost occult concept of the male, the father, being some kind of devil figure. So that is when it becomes somewhat occult. We are now in a religious movement fighting against the evil of our world. So that now becomes a very powerful and compelling frame for the deep psyche of the people who believe in this, because now we're in an epic struggle for the good in the world. And and so what we'll see now is as women got their personal power through feminism, and that was a great thing, and the project was complete in in reality, but in the internal felt sense of many women and also men, the project wasn't completed because the completion of the project wasn't actually given to them in their frame of consciousness as even a concept. So it's a frame that is entirely trauma-focused without actually having the keys to liberation. And because you can never actually escape the prison that you think that you yourself are in, and your soul knows deep down that you actually deserve to be free, then in order to justify putting myself in the prison more or less voluntarily, because I'm not able to see that I have the keys to, to, to the prison myself, and I'm just not turning it around in the lock. And in order to justify that, then the image of the male becomes very, very satanic. Because essentially, feminism has also become a movement where women and some men are stuck in the underworld. They think they're unfree, not realizing that their freedom has been won. And now the only thing that needs to happen is for them to accept that I can set boundaries, that I have the warrior power to actually say no to things that I don't want to do. And if I don't have that capacity, then... Be, be it a man or a woman, then I will just end up feeling very undignified and like somebody has trampled on me. And then eventually what will happen is, of course, that I will start wielding the shadow magician. I will manipulate, I will maybe use uh, manipulation of the social peer network. This is, of course, where cancel culture comes in, which is basically... A manifestation of the lacking capacity to just set a clean boundary when you basically have a culture that hasn't taught women to say no in a very clean and relaxed way then cancel culture is the eventual abomination that emerges and of course women saying no cleanly also requires that we respect the no cleanly and so there's a lot of wounding in the feminine in the collective psyche of women that men haven't been respecting the no. And this is part of the challenge that we're faced with. So if a woman says a no, then we just need to not be, well, then make sure you're not an asshole and just fucking honor it. 
So now you have these two examples of people who are stuck in a similar way in the underworld. It's the young boys, the young men who are desperate to be something and eventually may rain down fire and hell and brimstone on people that didn't love them, that didn't care for them. And then you have women that actually have been given what they were asking for all along, but their identity didn't allow them to celebrate that and enjoy it. And so now they have to plunge into the underworld and be in some kind of epic war for their freedom that can never be won because their consciousness doesn't allow for the keys to exist. And so now, since the keys don't exist, the 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 male becomes increasingly big and demonic. And so this is what powers the fight against the so-called patriarchy these days, typically by women that are the main proponents of it. The undercurrents of patriarchal power manipulations and oppression is now expressed in large part by women who are fighting against it. And that's a trauma pattern. And these women have a tendency to then ally themselves with men who are extremely patriarchal, the kind of super rich people that haven't been initiated into healthy manhood, that somehow they, they wish to, to be a, a hero for women, but they, they don't realize then that actually they are they are the manifestation of the very energy that the women actually are fighting against. They are the dark overlords, you know. They are the patriarchs. But because they're twisted in their head, they think that they are actually the heroes because this is how the archetypal world works. You can be the top of the food chain in humanity and still, because you're in archetypal transference, you think you're one of the small guys fighting the big ones. This is, it's just, it's just a weird thing that happens to us human beings. We're very strange. But just consider that, how so many of the very richest and most powerful people in the world these days are actually identifying with the small ones while completely oppressing the small ones. It's, <laughs> you know, believe it if you, if you will, you know, but, but it's a, it's a real, real mindfuck. It's a real mindfuck. The most important thing you can do in order to not fall into the magician's shadow is to learn how to have a healthy expression of your warrior. And a lot of men don't these days. And so a lot of you men, you lie like fucking there's no tomorrow. Good lie, 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 because there's no warrior present and so there's all manipulation and sidestepping of responsibility in order to justify throwing my life away and that's a sad sad state of affairs for us men these days and of course we all lie at times and it's if, if you see yourself in this you're not alone at all but maybe it's time for you to take a step and do something about it because obviously Telling the truth in this day and age is a very risky business. But without your willingness to do so, we will have no future as a species. So on that happy note, I'm going to start packing. And uh, I quite look forward to this trip, actually. It's a seven-hour drive to Stockholm. We need to be very effective with our packing because 
I don't have a huge amount of space in my car. I don't drive a, a pickup exactly. No SUV. I drive a Ford Focus, which I'm very happy about actually, but that's another story. So I'll leave you to it. Have a good day. Make sure to take what I've given you today and use it for love. Use it for love for both men and women. Support women in realizing that they can be feminine and they can be masculine as well. It's okay. And they can have boundaries. They can say no. It's okay. Like, But also with men, it's okay for, for men to, to express their power and their aggression in the time of growing and that they are good and that they have a heroic longing inside of them that it's time for them to follow and maybe it's time for you to follow that as well and actually reclaiming a throne this round is open for a couple more days if you feel the call you need to join by this coming monday okay my friends be well Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive, free guide.